Remember, folks, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not that of my employer. A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back here on SoundCloud.com slash Dies in Your House or the Apple Podcast app by searching Dies in Your House on the weekend with a brand new episode of Dies in Your House or you might be premium. You might be listening to this over a Patreon. Patreon.com slash jporks. You get the podcast a day early. You get personalized artwork. You get access to bonus content that includes the Zoomcast. Get on down. Patreon.com slash jporks. Hear more about that. So what is the word, peeps? What goes on? What it do? What it be? What it is? You're probably wondering to yourself, hey, Jay, I know you in real life. What is this? I clicked on I clicked on the link in your bio and, and it brought me to this. What What is this? Well... I have a podcast. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people with a podcast. And it used to be about a lot of things. But, you know, starting in 2016, it started being, hey, you see this fascism that's happening? We can't let this rise. And if you're wondering what fascism is and you want to get it from somebody smart, I wouldn't ask me. I'll ask technology. Hey, Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy, which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. There's a lot of parts of that definition that are un-American. In fact, all of them. But when you think about that, think about places like Russia... China. These are places with authoritarian dictatorships where they have a leader and that that leader's in charge forever and nobody in the country or doesn't matter what the people of the country think about it. And Republicans over the past few years have become resigned to the notion that yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> they think that that's not a bad idea. So now they have to be reminded. And listen, people always say, like, stop calling them Nazis. What's it going to do? You have to call people out when they are committing this corruption when it's happening. Every time a voting rights bill gets voted down by Republicans, they're Nazis. They're racists. Every time a police reform bill gets struck down by Republicans... 
They're Nazis. They're racists. It's just that simple. There is no, well, the policies of, of the current uh, Republican Party consist of the following. The following, no it doesn't. They don't have any consistent policies. The policies of the Republicans are, hey, remember when we had separate water fountains? Weren't those times good? Don't you want to go back to that? That's the Republican message, all right? Now, we have... A, I, all politics is local. So I do want to... We are going to touch on the New York City mayoral race today because I'm placing my vote and, you know, it's ranked choice and there's a lot of candidates and I want to let you guys know about that, but... Lot, and there's, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the world, so... Benjamin Netanyahu might actually be out of Israel as the Prime Minister. That might actually be a thing. I know he was corrupt. I'm not sure if the next guy is going to be less corrupt. Wasn't, a, you know, I'm not exactly a geopolitical major in the West Bank. Um... Also going on this week, NATO, not NATO, the G7, which consists of a lot of NATO countries. Um, I think all those countries are in NATO. So the G7, all these countries met, Joe Biden met with leaders of other countries. He was like, hey, listen, you know, it's fine. We're good now. We're all good. Meanwhile, back home, the Republican Party has been taken over by Nazis. But we'll worry about home when we get home. It's about assuring the world. And apparently, the Ukraine is joining NATO, which is an alliance of countries, the United States, Europe, a bunch of other countries around the world, um, that formed, I believe, after World War II. The NATO alliance is strong, and the only time NATO has actually been used the only time one of the countries had their hands raised and said, hey, I need NATO's help was us for 9-11, so. But if the Ukraine joins NATO, that means that any country, you know, that has issue with Ukraine now has issue with us. And I mean all of us. I don't mean just the U.S., I mean NATO. Like, it's gang-gang out there. Like, so... If that's the case, then does does Ukraine get Crimea? Does Crimea get back? What about Georgia? Remember when Russia occupied Georgia? Did they leave there yet? Russia's trying to like colonize around them. They want Ukraine. They Putin is upset that the Soviet Union fell. I got news for you, Vlad. That was 1991, my guy. Like, people care about TikTok and getting a COVID vaccine now. Nobody cares about what happened in 1991 besides me because I'm a huge fan of, like, grunge rock. You know what I'm saying? But besides, like, besides me and, you know, 90s kids, nobody cares. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. I can go to work right now. Well, not right now. I wouldn't get there on time before they close. But next time I go to work, I can go in the break room. I can say, hey, yo, 
And there could be five... There could be five people there. Ten people there. And I could say, hey, somebody tell me about the Soviet Union. And not one person will tell me anything. Because even when I was a kid and they were teaching that in textbooks, I was like, who cares about this? So, like, basically, the Soviet Union was more countries and it had to break up. And now all those countries are like democracies or whatever version of the government they have. And Russia and, and Putin was like, with his constant, put, like, so mad about it. So his retaliation is now coming to fruition. He's going to be an authoritarian president for life. He's going to hack into the United States, like, meatpacking plants. And they hacked into the gas pipelines. We had to pay a ransom, but we paid it in crypto. So as soon as we paid it, we just canceled the payment because, like, it's crypto and it's not actually real. The whole thing. But if the Ukraine's in NATO, then we're currently got beef with Russia. Like real beef. Not just hacking into elections beef. Which is not cool. So I'm not, I mean, I got all the highlights from the Vladimir Putin interview. I don't need to watch the whole thing. It's not that interesting to me. It's not local. Local politics is important. This whole voting thing, it doesn't only work if we're voting in national elections. We have to vote at the local level. And the mayor of a city is a big deal. Pete Buttigieg was the mayor of uh, some fucking town. I don't even know what town it was in Indiana anymore. (laughs) Does anyone remember the town? Nobody remembers the town. Pete Buttigieg was the mayor of a town. He ran for president and came in like third, yo. Well, came in third in the Democratic primary against a primary that consisted of Joe Biden and Bernie fucking Sanders, my G. And now he's the, what is he, the transportation secretary? Okay. Look at Bill de Blasio. Everybody in America knows who Bill de Blasio is. Not for good reasons, but it doesn't matter. The mayor is an important job. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Who I don't think is running for re-election. Which is interesting. In Atlanta, we have, uh... In Chicago, we got Lightfoot. Mayors are important to a city. I know that they don't have, like... They're not governors. They don't run it. They don't, like, write laws. But the mayor has a lot to do with what happens in the city. Especially in New York, like, appointing a police commissioner. Now, just think about that. Think about you're electing the person who's going to pick the police commissioner. Now, just think about what you think about police and behavior of police. I'm not leaning one way or another in this in this sentence. I'm just saying you personally, as a person listening to this, just think about the person that, because early voting is open now for the primary, for the New York City mayor, the New York City mayor's race. We have ranked choice voting. I'll get into that in a second. And I'll spend more than a second on it. So this person is, is representing the city. 
and you know this matters because you could be electing somebody a mayor and then in a couple of years you could be voting for them for governor then you could say oh I remember what they did as mayor or you can say I remember what they did as mayor that's why I'm not voting for them cuts both ways and if you're saying to yourself Jay I've seen 47 commercials of different candidates my mailbox is full of paper my inbox is full of spam I'm getting texted from political packs asking me to vote for whoever Jay there's a lot of candidates I don't know who to choose you don't need to actually know who to choose we have ranked choice voting in New York now that means that you get to pick your top five top five top five top five <laughs> I'm so mad that I just did that I'm so mad that I just did that Ugh. um so like let's just say I'm undecided I get to rank them one through five so I'm not undecided and I'm gonna go over mine in a second but there's a couple of different people running we got some good people Garcia she was the sanitation commissioner was something like that interim she's endorsed by I think the Daily News uh, she's got some good ideas she's got good platforms Um, another someone polling good is Eric Adams, borough president. We're going to talk about Eric Adams in a second. Eric Adams was asked how much it costs to buy a house in Brooklyn, and he said $100,000. $100,000. You can't buy a cardboard box in Brooklyn for $100,000. Are you kidding me? You can't buy, you can't buy Play-Doh and build a house on the street for $100,000 in Brooklyn. In any part of the city. Any part of the five boroughs. Any part, anywhere near the five boroughs. So that shows its detachment from the city that you live in, that you want to be the mayor of. So him polling so high, when he's actually tasked with answering questions... He doesn't quite have the answers. Ray McGuire had a similar answer to that question. He lowballed how much he thinks it costs to buy a house in Brooklyn. Like, you can't have that much disconnect. Because then it shows that you don't actually have a grasp on the wealth inequality that is going on in this country, in this city. But in this country... But more importantly, in the city for this week. And early voting is open all week. So you could listen to this and you could say, you know what? I wasn't going to vote, but now I'm going to vote because I could choose five. You could. Andrew Yang is in there. Before I get into Yang, I just want to say Ray McGuire, although he had a bad answer on the houses, on how much a house cost in Brooklyn. Like, he's endorsed by, like, Jay-Z and Puffy. So, I mean, I don't know how evil he could be. If they endorsed him like you know so we'll go there and, you know the puffy endorsement comes with you know 
Comes with a Keefy D owing you a favor. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Um, if you get that joke, tweet at me so we can, uh, so I can send you a prize. I hide a little wit in my podcast every week. If you get the joke, send in. You get a prize. Got Yang running. Ah, uh, you thought you thought I wasn't gonna remember where I was going. I was gonna go off on another topic. I didn't. Andrew Yang running. You're probably thinking Jay's all in on Yang. No, I'm not. I'll tell you why. Two reasons. First, and I'm not gonna pretend it's for my own selfish needs. Okay. It is. This isn't about the country. This is about my city. Andrew Yang's commercials don't say that he's going to give New Yorkers $1,000 a month. So his UBI is not part of the platform. So we're just get, we're getting Yang without the UBI. Yang without the $1,000 a month. So what is Andrew Yang without a promise of $1,000 a month? Well, he's a guy that if you're sitting here in New York thinking, wow, Cuomo shouldn't have groped those chicks, then wait till you hear what's going on in Andrew Yang's office. Oh, boy. Again, I'm not going to come on the podcast and say what's act like, but when the allegations come out, don't be surprised. It's a fucking frat house up there. And I'm, I'm not talking about June 2021. I mean, there is going to be stuff that comes out about Yang. So just wait for that shoe to drop and then be thankful that you didn't vote for him. I will put him five. I'll put him ranked five. Just symbolically. So, my understanding of how the ranked choice voting works is if somebody gets to 50%, boom, they win. If somebody doesn't get to 50%, then the top two, I believe, or the top, then they do the top four, top three. Like, they keep collaguating, configuring the votes. As, okay, if your first person didn't make it, then your, your second person is now your first person. And they divide it out like that until they come up with a winner. It's a more, I know it sounds complicated, but it's way more to give the city a represent, more of a representation of what the city actually wants. Um, who am I voting for, you asked? Come on, who do you think I'm voting for? Vote for Maya Wiley, baby. Maya Wiley out here running for Miss, so I've been watching Maya Wiley. For years, I've been watching Maya Wiley. Well, years. It's like, well, yeah, since 2016. Since my MSN, since I started watching MSNBC. Since MSNBC replaced ESPN on TV. I've been watching Maya Wiley, and every time she has an opinion, she was a contributor, MSNBC, legal analyst. Watched her on Ari Melber's show a bunch. She's very quick. She knows her stuff. During the debates, she had good answers to all those questions. She didn't get hung up. She doesn't look out of a league. She doesn't look out of place. Nothing like that. Maya Wiley can handle the job. And that's why I'm voting for Maya Wiley as my first choice for mayor of New York City. Now, if you want to go down the line, because I'm voting this weekend. So if you want to go down the line, it's going to be Maya Wiley, first choice. It's going to be Garcia, second choice. And I know right now that Andrew Yang is going to be my fifth choice. I don't, He will not be my third. He'll be my fifth. Because there's always that outside chance that we get the $1,000 a month. But also that's when you realize, oh, mayors don't actually make laws. Like, you know, 
The mayor can't give you $1,000 a month. If the mayor had that power, a lot more people would be running. So it all depends on what you want. And if you want somebody that looks like a New Yorker, that acts like a New Yorker, that sounds like a New Yorker, that cares about New Yorkers as the mayor of New York City, somebody who's worked in the mayor's office before as counsel to the mayor, then I suggest you go out this week, early vote, or you can vote on Tuesday, but I'm voting this weekend. Maya Wiley, first choice, New York City mayor. Till next week, we out, chill. Late.